there is something horrible happening in my house. Welcome to the Night Light Podcast. Turn on the light when things go bump in the night. I'm Kristen. I'm Megan. And this is the Nightlight Podcast. I literally just bumped my bumped my night mo gosh <laughs> bumped my microphone when you said when things go bump in the night. I was like bump. <laughs> well, that was the bump. Maybe we should always do that. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, just 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 spiffy, spiffy, just spiffy dory, spiffy, a spiffy yeah. dory, spiffy dory. <laughs> Yeah. No hunky. No hunky dory. <laughs> so what is our movie for this week, Megan? The movie for this week is The Conjuring 2013. 2013. You know there's a new Conjuring movie coming out this year? Yes. I've not seen the second one though. So I don't know if we're I haven't gonna... seen the second one either. Ooh. In our future, I guess. It is. In our I might watch it earlier though, because I kinda wanna see it's also on Netflix, which is nice. Right. Well we love a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Um it's so weird seeing like movies like having like actual release dates because I haven't been to yeah. a movie theater in probably 18 months now, yeah. if not longer. I can't even imagine going back to the movie right. theater, to be honest with you. Because pandemic. Pandemic times. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I cannot remember the last movie I saw in theaters. It had to be November of 2019. It wasn't Doctor Sleep, was it? I think that was the last movie I saw in theaters. Gosh, it might have been. Oh, Lord. We went to see Dr. Sleep together. Did we see that in 2020? When did it come out? Oh, gosh, I don't remember. I feel like a movie came out in December that Dennis and I went to see. Probably. You and Dennis are in the habit of going to movies a lot, or were. I feel like you went every week almost. Uh, we didn't go every, every week. Couple of weeks. We went like every month. They're so cute, you guys. I was just telling her how cute they are before this podcast. Dr. Sleep was 2019. Yeah. Um, let's see the actual release date. November 18, November 8th, 2019. That might have been the last movie yeah. I saw. It was definitely the last movie I saw. And that was a disappointment. We'll get to that. Or will Gosh. we? Do we have to watch it again? Yeah, we probably do. Oh, man. Um, Read the book, guys. Read the book. Gosh, that's scary to think of. I feel like something was released, some Star Wars type movie was released in December. I bet you probably went at least one other time. Or a Marvel movie or something. Yeah. I'm going to have to look it up. Interessante. Uh, In the before times, we miss you. We love you. We hope you're coming back. (laughs) Well, Broadway's coming back and you know. Oh, yeah, baby. It's my baby. We still have to go see West Side Story. If they bring it back, I don't know that they'll bring it back. Has Hadestown been announced for coming back? I don't know. I I haven't even looked because it just makes me sad if it's not going to come back. It's That show will come back. That show was popular. I just want Patrick Page to come back. I know. I know. And he'll go, if it comes back, he'll be back. I don't understand. I don't think he would, I don't know why he wouldn't go back to the part. So, well, also, I think his um, range right now, he's one of the few a- working actors on Broadway who has the range that he has. Yes. He's got the range. He's got that deep range. Deep, deep, deep range. Mounds go wow, wow. Yeah, Dennis is like, like 65. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> he's so hot. Though. He's so attractive to me. <laughs> <laughs> he plays Hades and Hades down. It's great. You know who he's married to? Uh, Paige. Yeah. What, what's her name? I don't know. 
Oh, I just God. call her Paige Page in my head. And now. her name is, if she changed her name is her name is Paige Page. She was the From host of Trading Spaces. Trading Spaces, yeah. Why can't I think of her last name? Ugh. It will come to you. It doesn't matter anyway. So anyway, the Conjuring. So back to the movie. <laughs> the Conjuring. Stern another Patrick. Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. We did a Patrick Wilson twofer. Um, so I did the research for this movie, and the first set of information I'm going to give you is from the Wikipedia page. Uh, so The Conjuring was directed by James Wan and written by Chad and Corey Hayes. Carrie Hayes. Sorry, Carrie Hayes. I apologize. It sorry, was Carrie. released July 19th in the United States, and it's based on the true story of the Perron family. Okay. Right, right. And uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren were the paranormal investigators for yep. the Perron family. Yep. Uh, the musical score was composed by Joseph Bacharo, who also did the mm-hmm. score for Insidious. And he plays in this film the the entity Bathsheba. 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 Yep. I just called her Babs in my note. I didn't know that. Note. I didn't know he yeah. played her. I called her Babs in my note. Babs. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was my favorite part. It was rated R by the MPAA. And is it called the MPAA or is I think it MP? People, I think people say MPAA. Yeah. That's what I always hear. You know, because I'm just used to the LIRR. LIRR, yeah. <laughs> you can say it either way. Why, why I, mean, like, I don't think I've acronym. ever heard someone call it the LIRR. I have in my life, but I, I, I think always most say LIRR. Well, most people are like, I have to get on the train and everyone just knows what you're talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah. If you're on Long Island, you know. I mean, you're on the Long Island it's, Railroad. <laughs> it's like when you go into the city. You're not going into Queens or Brooklyn. Yeah. You're going into Manhattan when you're mm-hmm. going into the city. Um, anyway, so the MPAA. A Broadway discussion and now this. Very, very Long Island specific talk. Thank Long Island. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, when So they appealed to the MPAA and they were told that it's just really scary. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> yeah. They're like, there's really nothing you can cut. To change the tone. That's so and they're funny. Like, okay, and it's it's funny because when you think about it, the movie doesn't have a lot of gore. Mm-mm. It has like a little bit of like hints of romanticism, like yeah. you know, like they are christening the new house. Yeah, what can we do? And what did I say to you on our wedding night? Can we do it again? Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> like funny. It's like little hints. Like yeah. there's no really like drinking or drug use. There's no like foul language. Yeah, and there's no like bloody gory stuff yeah. like you get some like but you do get like a couple of shots of like hanging individuals right. but so they basically just rated it because it was scary i mean if i were james wan i'd be like fuck yeah i was like keep that, it in an r that is an scary honor dude. yeah well, they did keep it in an r well, they like, didn't the add dread, the, t- the dread throughout this movie yeah. is really well done they did not edit it at all um and it was a box office success and generally well reviewed by the critics mm-hmm. So my next information comes from the Screen Rant article, 15 Things You Didn't Know About the Conjuring by John O'Brien. Um, it achieved the highest opening weekend for an original R-rated horror film, Beating Out the Purge. Uh, the producer, Tony DeRosa Grund, had been trying to get the project off the ground for 20 years. Wow. Yeah. So he had heard one of the Warren tapes with Perone, with Caroline Perone, okay. and he was kind of like doing a treatment and like you mm. know trying to option it around right, right. and like there was a bunch of like oh we'll do it and then never got off the ground oh man so they finally got it off the ground and mm-hmm. patrick wilson and vera farmiga farmiga thank you i don't do italian last names well you do mine just fine yeah but you don't have like an abnormal one i don't 
I have like f- d- ten whole letters, two double letters, <laughs> an e at the end that everybody loves to pronounce one that shouldn't be macaroni. Macaroni. <laughs> um. Anyway, they spent three days with the real Lorraine Warren. The real Ed Warren is dead. Um, Ed Adornell. And it was, and this is interesting because we just did Insidious. So perfidious. <laughs> it was the first one horror film without any collaboration from his long-term friend, Lee Wanhall. Aww. Yeah. Sadness. Yeah. Besties breaking up. Um, this is also... Screenings in the Philippines were blessed by a Catholic priest, and ke- and the priests were kept on hand to provide spiritual help afterwards. Wow, <laughs> yeah. And weird things happened during production. Juan's puppy kept barking at nothing. The Hayes phone calls with the Warrens would go staticky and drop. Uh, Caroline Perron, who was the mother, reported a dark presence while visiting the set, and the whole family, when they visited the set, reported a cool wind whipping through the set that didn't move any trees. Wow, but my favorite part of that is that James Wan had his puppy on the set. Well, I think it was like at night when he was writing uh, or something. Okay. So the Warrens are real people. Yep. Um, they're probably their most famous case is the Amityville Horror. Yep, yep, yep. Now, Chris and I both live on Long Island. Mm-hmm. Um, we both are currently sitting in a house that is probably about 50, uh, 20. Do you want people to know this? <laughs> We're, every place on Long Island is 20 minutes from, from someplace else. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I sound so Long Island there. <laughs> I feel like that's true of any place. I'm like, no matter where you are on Long Island, you're 20 minutes from something. Unless it's the city, then you're 45. <laughs> yes. So we're about 20 minutes away from the Amityville Horror House. Have, mm-hmm. have you ever actually ever seen the house? Uh, yes, I've driven past it. The people who live there hate the Yeah, world. and I and think that's should. totally they fine. Should. I think they that's should. totally fine. They have a beautiful home on a very valuable piece of land. They should get to enjoy it the way that they want to right. without annoying people, right. annoying them. Right. So when I first watched this movie well when i first heard of this movie and dennis and i went to go see it in theaters and it was like when ed and lorraine warren popped up i was like oh those jokers um i didn't actually know that yeah. originally but i did figure it out because of the end of this film yeah oh yes shit. yes we'll get to it we'll get to it megan said she had something about that we'll get to it um so I don't want to say on Long Island, it's they're like considered bad or anything like the Warrens, but like, uh, you know, every- yeah, the whole Amityville heart. Like, I've never seen any iteration of Amityville horror. I've never read the book, but I do know about the story, and I do think that Amityville horror is very the people who live there in the seventies really exploited. What was a terrible thing that happened at right. their home? It was and, a tragedy. And, like, did the Warrens help them exploit that? Yes, so they like, most likely did. When it's based on a true story by the parents, and, like, Andrea, the oldest parent daughter, had written a book, and she's like, this film right. is very accurate. Part of me is just like... Yeah, because, like, like I, for as much as... I, I'm just going to say, for as much as I love scary movies and things like that, I don't believe in, like, ghosts and stuff. And I do believe, like, obviously in demonic spirits and stuff because I'm Christian. But I just don't think they operate quite that way. I think it's more like the evil that you see just generally in the world is sort of demonic forces operating or whatever. 
So, yeah, I think, you know, the real life Warrens probably were just part of. I don't know. I feel like whenever whenever a story is sold as being like a big like ghost story, it always just feels so like it's being exploited. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Even if the family is participating in that exploitation. Absolutely. And it makes me doubtful to Mm -hmm. believe them. And yeah. When I watch this movie, like I love the the way that they portray the Warrens in it. I think they're a very sweet couple within the movie, and so I kind of love the fake Warrens. But you're you're right when you do think of them as real people, it's a little it gets a little bit murky. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was my all right. My Some research for this really movie. really great research from Meg, and then of course we start out. In the actual movie with some creepy ass music, <laughs> which is always good. Uh, and it starts with the Warrens investigating Annabelle. Right. And the first shot is of Annabelle's like face. eye and yeah. face. And- I didn't catch this time around like the year that they gave. 1968 for 1968. the Annabelle case. Okay. Because I have some things that. Have to yeah. Do with that, and but- I wrote Annabelle case, 1968. Yeah. Um, that felt creepy. Yeah, that doll is very creepy, and I struggle because the real, the quote unquote real Annabelle doll is just a Raggedy Ann doll. Um, which is even creepier. Which is even creepier, but I struggle, like, in my mind about whether or not, if in the actual movie, if it was just a Raggedy Ann doll, would it read as creepier than this creepy doll would? Uh, probably not. Because I think in real life, it I is think so in real, much creepier. I think in real life, if you had the Annabelle doll, like a porcelain doll, yeah. and say Annabelle in her prime, like not like this, like right. carved up, like yeah, versus it's a Raggedy Ann. Yeah. Because like in real life, if like I'm looking at a shovel in Meg's room here and like... Call me out. <laughs> what's calling you out that you're prepared for snowstorms? It's like, May. It's literally 90 degrees outside right now. But you, ha- but it's going to not be May at some point. It's not going to be May. <laughs> it's going to be May. <laughs> but like, I'm just saying if that object somehow was really demonically haunted, like it would be super creepy because it's such a regular household item. It's also got like you a know. blade at the bottom to break up the yeah, ice. So no, that would be would, really creepy. It would really kill you. But like, I wonder if you think my teddy bear is creepy. What's teddy bear? Let is me it go get here? it. Oh, no. We're going to get a teddy bear now. Okay, well, I'll just keep talking about this. Like, I just wonder, in real life, if something so innocuous was so evil, it would be so very creepy. But I think I read a little bit about how they made Annabelle look the way that she does. And I think one of the producers said it reads so much better on screen with her looking like that. So I'm a little bit torn by that. Why would I think this adorable teddy bear is creepy? He's so cute. Because it's, it's like old stuff. He's 30. He's 30. What's he's his name? Teddy. Teddy. He's very creative when I was a baby. He's 33 years old. <gasps> he's 33. Teddy, did, did you, were you able to buy your own house? No, I'm a millennial. <laughs> you got a job, Teddy? <laughs> you, are you uh, paying your keep here at the house? I'm an influencer. You're an influencer? <laughs> what kind of an influencer are you, Teddy? Not a very good one. Okay. <laughs> no, but like, you know how like older toys like are always immediately yeah, thought no, of it's as like creepy? If, that was, if you found out that Teddy, who's so who's f- so friggin' cute, we, we should put him on the Instagram. Um, 
was demonically, you know, possessed. That would be so creepy. She doesn't mean that, Teddy. He's not. He, he's not. He's he's a. I, I think he's a cleaning influencer. He likes to tell you how to organize your stuff. Um, <laughs> he needs to be cleaned. I'm scared to wash him. Oh no, he's baby! So old, Has he never been washed? No, he's been washed. That's oh, why his fur is matted. Because I distinctly remember at one point my mother putting him in oh, the dryer. Teddy. Teddy's our mascot. No, he's not. He's my baby. He's not our mascot. There's a woman on TikTok who uh, cleans old stuffed animals, and I want to send it to her, but she has like a three-year waiting list. What the fuck? Yeah, I, it's a lot of work. Years. It's a lot of work because uh, you have to yeah. hand wash everything. And she like restuffs them and resews them. But like, if you got on the waiting list, would you have to send them to her for three years? No, 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 no. Okay, like it's like three years until it's they your would turn. tell. You. Where is she based? I'm not sure. Oh, you can sit down there, Teddy. Bye, Chatty. But anyway, yeah. So that's just my thought on like the real Annabelle, quote unquote, versus movie Annabelle, quote unquote, but whatever. Right. And so, like, they're talking to these three teenagers, and <laughs> they're talking to these not teenagers. They look like they're, they're in college, adults. or you know, a little bit after they're living together. And they talk about how... No, just the girls are living together. Girl. Okay, and they have a friend with them. Yeah, this is a not a three's friend. company situation. No. Come on, knock on my door. Come on, knock on my door. We've been waiting for you. Sorry. Um, and they, they like, initially befriended. They took right. the doll to a medium and figured out that there was, like, a spirit in the doll or something. And they befriended the doll... And I'm like, I literally wrote these bitches from this doll. Right. Like, they gave permission they for, gave like, the, permission. The, the, the ghost girl Annabelle to come yeah. live in the doll. Yeah, but then yeah, creepy yeah. shit is going down. There's, like, creepy notes. Yeah. Like, um, did you miss me? Everything right. says, did you miss me? And then there's, like, writing on the walls yes. in a bedroom. Right. This doll is making sure they do not yes. get their security deposit back. Oh, absolutely not. I don't know if that was a thing in the 60s, but. Probably. <laughs> And they try to throw her away. And my whole thing about questioning the ear is that it's 1968, okay? There's a little show called The Twilight Zone that ran from 1959 to 1964, I think it was. And so the dummy, uh, not the dummy. The doll? Talkie Tina, living doll, the episode of Twilight Zone, where Telly Savalas tries to throw this doll down the stairs okay, Kristen, put her in a- Kristen I'm going to stop you here not everybody's obsessed with the twilight zone as you are why are you, why are you hating on I'm me I'm not hating on you I'm just saying maybe these women never watched the twilight zone okay I say no to that because they had like three channels back then they must have seen the friggin twilight but zone they were nurses, and Talkie they Tina, were busy Talkie Tina is like one of the most famous episodes of that show there's no way they didn't see I've it. I've never seen it. Yeah, but you have you've lived with more than three channels your whole life. And plus, what the fuck are you doing? Go watch the Talkie Tina episode of Twilight Zone. What are you doing with your life? Not watching the Twilight Zone. <laughs> oh, you're wrong. The only Twilight Zone wrong. episode I've seen was like when you had to get surgery to look like like you had to choose your oh, face number. Number, number yeah. eleven looks just like you. Yeah, something like that. You've never watched like the New Year's marathon on sci-fi? No. I'm usually sleeping on New Year's. Watch it's on Netflix. Go watch some episodes. Educate, educate yourself to some classic pop culture. You know. Anyway, I maintain that these girls would have seen the Talkie Teen episode of Twilight Zone 
and they still were completely stupid about this doll. That's all I'm saying. Proceed. <laughs> okay. So Ed and Lorena are like, well, it's, it's not a ghost. It's a demon. They're like, yeah, definitely not a ghost. They're like, there's a demon possessing the doll. And they're like, no, no, no. Demons don't possess things. They possess people. <laughs> yep. Um, and then we zoom out and we find out that it's a lecture that Ed and Lorraine are giving a lecture and this is like a film they're presenting. So they end with the demons possess people, not things. And yep. then they just casually wrap it up. They're like, so we blessed the house. Yeah. We took the doll and everything was fine. Yada, they yada, 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 the ending. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then we get like this uh, reading section. Like they put text up on the screen. Yeah. And it's like we find out Lorraine is a clairvoyant. Ed is the only non-ordained demonologist recognized by, by the, the Catholic, Catholic Church. Church. I probably should have checked that to see if that's actually true, but I ain't got time. For I wouldn't put it past the Catholics, to be quite honest. With and you. then we get the based on a true story title card. And then it goes down to the title card mm. and it looks like the front, the fucking like font from a Stephen King novel. It's so good. It's so well done. And the music swells. We appreciate good title cards. On this, we do. On this we show. do appreciate not a not the <laughs> not the aerial blue sky blue font of The Shining. <laughs> um. So now it's 1971, yes. and we're in Rhode, in Island, Rhode Island, and we get the new house trope again. Mm-hmm. And we meet we meet the Peron family, and it's uh, the five girls, the two dad, the two dads. <laughs> <laughs> Super <laughs> very progressive. <laughs> that is very progressive. Oh, sorry, I was too loud. You have a very loud laugh. It's okay. You are not too loud. Um, and their dog Sadie. Oh, Sadie. And Sadie's like, I'm not going in that house. Yeah, because Sadie's fucking smart. Yeah, Sadie's like, I'm not going in the house. And then we get this little like moving in scene when the cameras with pan this moving in. camera, yeah. and it's set to it's the like, zombies, the time of the season, which is a great song. What kills me though is these two guys are carrying the couch up the the stairs. Yeah, and one of the daughters, I think it's the one played by Mackenzie Foy. I could be wrong. It might be Nancy. Goes under the couch as the guys are moving this, mm-hmm. and I'm just like. What a fucking douche move. (laughs) That's so dangerous. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Um, And then, like, we pan around the house. Everyone's, like, moving Mm -hmm. in. We kind of, like, meet all the girls. And we find the youngest girl, April, outside by this tree. Which, that's a haunted tree if I've ever seen one. I think Nancy hangs up a wind chime. And then you see april out by the tree right and then she's like i found the music box mm-hmm. but we see her looking at the music box and when she's looking at it she looks behind her when she's done with the music mm-hmm. box and that comes back to play later yep yep, yep. um yeah and then um they it's it's closer to nighttime and they're playing this very important oh, uh the father makes a comment because he's runner they have like pizza and they're all running around the house yeah. and he makes a comment that it's expensive feeding you girls <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 they're playing um hide and clap hide and clap which is yeah. dangerous it, very dangerous oh my god one person is blindfolded and she has to find the other people playing by clapping yeah well no not the person who's blindfolded the people who it's are like hide and seek it's like marco, no it's like marco polo outside yeah. of water yeah basically yeah. and with clapping instead of polo yeah and um Carol and the mom actually says like you don't know the layout of the house like you really need to <laughs> be careful um and during this hide and clap scene, 
they find out that they have a cellar that's been yeah. boarded up. And it's actually a really effective like little game because you're kind of put on edge by this right. person not being able to see. And you're like, what are they going to find? Like, is there going to be a jump scare? What's going on? And then they they eventually find out because one person goes into one girl goes into the closet and the other one pushes her she ends up breaking the board the board and they discover they have a boarded up cellar yeah. and that's never that's never a good sign if something's boarded up yeah and she actually i think carolyn actually says i wonder why they boarded it up and i was like bitch because it's like and they get in the cellar and there's junk down in the cellar yeah it's some, super creepy, nothing like cobwebby. A, nothing like a good Cellar without some junk. Yeah. yeah, the other one had an attic. This has a cellar. Yeah. <laughs> the insidious had the attic. I'm not going to say it. Oh my god. Um, and then like you know everyone's going to bed and they christen the new house. Mom and dad do, but they mm-hmm. may, like, mention that Sadie doesn't want to come inside. Yeah, and that they've chained her up for the night, and she's like underneath the parents' bedroom window, yeah. like barking. Because she's so smart. And she's such a smart girl. She's a little smart girl. She could have um, run away if they didn't tie her up. But when the whole family wakes up the next morning, mom's got weird bruises. Yeah. You know, everyone mentions that the house is cold. Mm-hmm. They talk she about can't. weird smells. Right. And like, I'll, I'll love this. The older daughter, Andrea, goes, something smells weird in my room. Like something mom, died. Yeah. And the mom's like, is it still there? And she's like, no. And she's like, problem solved. Problem solved. Yeah, because she can't <laughs> afford to like care about it. And I just wanted to say that like you're introduced to them and you immediately fall in love with them. Oh, like yeah. you love this family. And it reminds me a lot of the beginning of Hill House because they have a big family and they move into this new. And obviously it just reminds me of that like big family dynamic. I am going to make a, a statement here that might offend some people. Five siblings is not a big family. Why would it offend anybody? You have you have eight siblings. Why, why would well, you? No, because I just feel like someone who's one, one of five is probably like, I always tell people I come from a big family. Well, you to me, them. who only has one sibling, that is big family to me. And I know that every time I told somebody, even if my mom is one of 11, and even if I would tell my aunts and uncles that you came from a family of nine, they would kind of balk at it because it was sort of unheard of in our generation a little bit to have that many kids. That's why we like the sound of music so much. Yep. Exactly right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> just wanted to say that they're very cute. You love them right. immediately. Um, and the basement door is open when um, Caroline goes downstairs and, oh, don't worry. It's just Roger and he's fixing the furnace. Yeah. yeah. Um, and. Oh, and. Um, she mentions that all the clocks are stopped. Yeah, she mentions And you see that they're at 307. Yeah. Um, so then April comes down and she's looking for Sadie Where's and they're Sadie? like, she's outside. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, is Sadie dead? Is Sadie dead? Sadie's dead. Sadie's absolutely dead. Because April it, runs outside and starts screaming. If there's one thing I've learned about horror movies ever since getting into them, they love to kill a dog. Love to kill a dog. Because I think it's just this sort of very easy way to telegraph that something evil is happening because dogs are so innocent. But I'm just like, leave the dogs alone. Don't care how many people you kill. Leave the dogs alone. <laughs> There's actually a website called Does the Dog Die? Does the Dog Die? Yeah. And you can look up to see if the dog dies. Oh, poor baby. Um, and then we flash to the Warren's house yes. and we find out that they have a spooky room filled with their spooky job artifacts. Which I literally wrote in all caps. Why do they lock all the evil stuff together in their own house. Like, yeah, I, just I feel like you so would have like a storage closet for that, a storage like, like a storage facility yeah. that's not in their house with their tiny daughter. Like all of these, according to the lore of the movie, everything in these 
in that room is actually evil. Right. And you're just putting all of that power collectively together in a room in your own house. Right. They did say, though, that a, pli- a priest, at least, a yeah. priest blesses it once a month. So I mean, ridiculous. And there's um, an implication that something happened to Lorraine. Yeah. At her last, at their last case. Yeah, because um, um Ed is talking to a journalist yes. who's doing a piece on them. And um, when they're in the room, Judy, their daughter, is sneaking around. Yeah, and she wants to come in because, of course, she fucking does. You told her she can't go into this room in her house, and she's a kid. She's going to want to go there. I don't know what prompts me to write this, but I literally just wrote, Patrick Wilson has sideburns. (laughs) He does, because it's the 70s. This is literally like my important note for this scene was That's Patrick Wilburton. Patrick Wilburton. Patrick, Patrick Wilburton. Wilson. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick Warburton and Patrick Wilson. If they were combined, baby, <laughs> in one super actor. You know, because I was just on Soaring. So, oh yeah, he's the guy who does that. Oh, Megan went to Disney recently. Oh, it's okay. Nobody cares if I'm traveling during a pandemic or not. Oh, no. They, I did it very safe. She's all um, fully vaccinated. Vaccinated. And we wore so masks. Like everybody. And they wore masks. Like We stayed away from the little children. <laughs> this is happening after the whole heart of the pandemic. Like, yeah. we're, they're fine. Um. So now it's back to the Perrons and it's 307 again. Mm-hmm. And one of the daughters get her foot grabbed. Yep. I think it's, this daughter's um, name's Christine. Christine. Yeah. yeah. I actually had to write them down yeah. as they all came. But I can't she's played remember. by Joey King. Yes, I can't remember. Which is Mackenzie Foy's? I don't know who Mackenzie so Foy is. So we have Andrea, who's the oldest, and Nancy, then Christine, and then April's the littlest. What's the other one's name? Nancy Christine. Oh, God. I know, because I wrote them all down, and I can't think. Nancy Christine. Andrea. God, there's so many of them. Well, they're not, according to you, they're not, but you and you can't remember their names. Um, Christina's Joey King. I don't know who Mackenzie Foy is, but. That's the one I can't there. remember for the life of that, me. That's her name? You can't remember? Yeah. The character name? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I probably have it written down on my Cindy. Notes. Her name Cindy. is Cindy. Cindy. Because, you know, like the Brady Bunch, we got to have a Cindy. And they watch the Brady Bunch at some point in this they movie. They do. Sure, Jan. <laughs> um oh anyway so uh yeah so she, so joey king gets her leg pulled and the room stinks she makes yeah. comments she thinks it's her sister nancy who she right sleeps who's in the room sleeping with. across the room from her and she's like yeah. nancy stop grabbing my leg nancy's like i'm not and she's like nancy stop farting and nancy's like you're farting <laughs> you know which is very sisterly yeah um and then uh the dad roger roger I just called him Ron the entire time because that's his real name. What's the actor's name? I Ron Livingston. Oh, yeah. What What do I know him from? Office Space. Office Yes. Yes, yes. Okay, never mind. Um, he wakes up and he hears some thumping and, like, a door opening. And he, like, kind of, like, yeah. searches around the house. Um, and, like, there's a lot of tension in this scene. And it's like, we don't know. Is it wind? And like yeah. he walks into like the foyer, and his daughter Andrea is just standing on standing the stairs in her name nightgown, like a ghost and, at some and she's point. like, "Dad, Cindy, it's Cindy." It's and Cindy. I literally have it written right at the end of this day. Dad, she's like, "Dad, Cindy sleepwalking again." So we have creepy daughter on the stairs, and then we go up to yeah uh, Andrea's room, and creepy daughter is thumping her head against and the against, wardrobe. Yeah. Um. 
and everyone's like, well, this is normal. Let's just yeah, get her well, back to she's, bed. She's obviously slept walk before if uh, that's sleepwalked, I guess right. would be the term. Um, but she's, but Andrea says, I've never seen her do that before. Right. Um, um, and then like the next morning, there's more bruises on yeah, the mother which and is so creepy. he's like i want you to go get checked that check yeah out. she's like sure and like we find out that dad's a trucker yeah and he does like long haul trucking right and as he's leaving he sees like the dead either the bird pigeon, flies into the, the window hits or the window yes, and, and he dies. sees the dead bird and yeah. it's the same window it's like their bedroom window yeah and is this when he's on the phone and he takes that job for like no half no that's his, a little bit uh, later okay okay um and then the bus comes and picks up the girls oh. so it's just Carolyn Carolyn and her youngest daughter, April. April, yeah. And when Carolyn goes upstairs, she sees April talking to no one. And April tells her that she's talking to Rory, who's a little boy who, like, used to live here. Yeah. And she shows her the music box and says, when the music stops, he'll be behind you in the mirror. Yeah. And so you get this very tense little moment of Carolyn doing that. But you don't see him. No. You don't see no. him when it April finishes. pops out instead and goes, Yeah, Boom. and like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then April proclaims that she wants to play hide and clap. Mm-hmm. So Caroline puts on the blindfold. He's like, fine, let's do this. Because she never gets to play with her sisters. Right. And I maintain that this game is dangerous because Caroline almost goes over the banister. I know, I know. Into and I was the like, front hall. And I was like, if she, if I were Carolyn, I'd be like, definitely don't go downstairs. She doesn't go downstairs, but like, definitely don't go downstairs because I cannot walk yeah. downstairs. Um, and we hear like, we hear a clap. So she goes into Andrea's room yeah. and the wardrobe opens by itself. Self. And yeah, she, she thinks she's blindfolded. So she thinks it's Cindy. Yep. And then and she goes, two hands, yeah, reach two out hands and, and they're like ghosty hands and they clap. Yep. And she's like going towards her wardrobe, wardrobe, and like she starts feeling through the clothes, right. and nobody's there. So she takes the blindfold off, and she's like, "What the hell?" And then April runs in, and is like, "Ha ha! Wait, you cheated! You took your blindfold mm-hmm. off! I was in so and so's room." Um, like the- she's like, "You weren't even close." And yeah. I was like, oh, "It's such a creepy scene because yeah, it's like, like what you're waiting for something to grab her from the wardrobe." Mm-hmm. And but oh. we're too early. We're too early on in the movie. But even then, like yeah. I feel like this movie, like yeah. I feel like a lot of movies start off with like little, little, little light scares, yep. and they're usually just like, "Ooh, it's a cat." Ooh, it's yeah. a bird. This movie kind of starts you off with a. No, it's supernatural no, shit that's some, happening. Something like, bad's <laughs> happening. Something very bad is happening. You know, it's not just, oh my God, it was the cat. Um, so then the next note that I have is actually Ro- Roger on the phone about this job. And he says, I think it's from Pepsi or Coke or something to haul something from them. And he says basically that he has to take a job for half his usual rate. So you can tell that they are having money issues. Um and then he's got to leave for like a month or something like that. Right. It's, it's, no, it's a week. He's going down oh, to Florida. Week. Yeah, he's a week. Okay. But he's leaving in the morning. So yeah. we get another night because uh, Christine's in bed again mm-hmm. and her foot gets pulled. And this is why we keep our foot under the covers, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, that's how the monsters get you guys. Um, and she gets like pulled hard and she wakes up and mm-hmm. realizes it's not her sister. Yep. And then we get this great scene when yeah. she's looking at the end of the bed and what's yeah. under and she the bed. Goes very slowly to look under the right. bed, and it's like my entire my heart yeah, during this whole scene like, was just what like, "What is going to happen?" Yeah. And it's like, 
she like the door starts closing yeah and, and she wakes she, up her sister yeah and she sees a figure standing behind the doorway right now can you actually see the figure because no. like i was really no. trying very no, hard because i couldn't remember from the first time yeah, i saw and this. nancy gets out of bed she's like there's nothing here and there's yeah. this great scene when nancy's standing with her back to the yeah. door and there's nothing mm-hmm. behind her it's black and christine's in bed and she's just like it's right it's behind right, you, and, she's and you so hear out. like this heavy breathing, and mm-hmm. then the door slams. The door shuts. slams, yeah, and she starts screaming, and screaming. And then Christine later says that she saw this figure, and she says that it said that it wanted it's my, my family, family dead. dead. Yep, which uh, you gotta know something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then we flash to the Warrens, and they, they mention he mentions that Father Gordon said that they had a case for them. So Father Gordon's like their demon dealer. Yeah, but first they're at that house of that young couple. Well, no, this is what we find. Oh. And Lorraine's like, I'll go. And Ed's like, oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. I don't want and you Lorraine's to go. And Lorraine's like, I'm going. Yeah, because he wants to protect her from whatever happened to her. Right. And then they find out they're at the house of this young couple, and it's it's not a haunted house. Mm-hmm. It's just a shitty house. Yeah, it's just their furnace or there's something's clanging in their house because of something in it's their like house. It's like wind through the pipes. Yeah, and they're like, it usually is just this, and that's what it is. So it's kind of fun that they throw that in there, that it's usually not right. as big right. a deal. Um, and then we're back to the Perrons. Mm-hmm. parents and there's more bruises on mom yep she's just a bruise factory um uh and, and then it's at night it's at night she's yeah. folding laundry right so like we see that there's more bruises on mom we see that she's taking iron supplements mm-hmm. and she's folding laundry and she hears clapping yeah so she hears clapping like the hide and clap game and she says it's past your bedtime everybody and um, so she goes out of the room and she checks every single bedroom. And everyone's and all, asleep. Everybody's asleep, which even Christine is asleep, which I, in her room, which I was like, I would have refused to sleep <laughs> in that room if I had seen what she saw. But whatever. So she's going through the house and she goes, she's going down the stairs and all of the photos on the wall on the stairway just fall yeah. down at once. Now, I'm surprised that nobody yeah, woke up Yeah, nobody woke up for that, which I kind of account for maybe, like, the demon didn't want them to hear it, so, like, it was loud for her, but maybe not for them. Like, yeah. I don't know what demon power entails, so, yeah. Um, So then she's, she's led to the cellar, like, the cellar door opens creepily and of course she goes to investigate which is like what are you even doing like she hears more yeah and she doesn't grab a weapon like and she when she goes to the cellar when the cellar door opens she basically implies like she screams down if someone's down there i'm i'm locking you in here yeah but it's like she doesn't have a weapon on her Mm -hmm. like pick up a fireplace poker or like something and in a big house they gotta have one of those pieces of glass that just shattered something shank someone shank someone (laughs) Mink, make a prison shank and shank them. <laughs> um, but as she screams us down the hall, like I'm going to, I'm going to like lock you in here. She yeah. turns around and the door smacks close. Yeah, she falls all the way down. Falls the her down the stairs. And this scene is just so like so creepy, terrifying because she's in the basement, and then all of a sudden this ball just comes out towards yeah, her. Yeah, like, she tries to scramble up the stairs. Right, and like the lights blow and like yeah, and she, she finds the matches that I think Roger yes, left down we, there we earlier. we see Roger leave, leaving them down yeah. there. So she lights a match and she's trying desperately to see in front of her and you can't see anything. It's so creepy. And then all of a sudden, 
these two hands come no, out. No, a right. voice first says, do you want to play hide and oh, clap? Oh, yes. And then she's like sitting there on the stairs yes. and it's just her and the, the match. And yeah. then these two hands come out of nowhere go. right next to her and clap twice. And it's like, oh. It's so creepy. Oh, I remember so that creepy. from the trailer for yeah. The Conjuring. That oh, was a big thing. Oh, my gosh. It was yeah, it's it a is great scene. so creepy, this scene. And this scene just keeps going yep because now we're upstairs and cindy's banging her head on that wardrobe again and andrea is a great big sister here she's like okay you can just get into my bed she like puts her hand on her sister's head she walks her to her bed and like she puts her into the bed and the wardrobe starts still banging like it starts thumping back and it's like and then like and like andrea's looking at the wardrobe and she's going to open it and like cindy dramatically like rises up yeah and her face is just like pure terror Mm -hmm. and she's like (gasps) and And then you see we see babs we see what who becomes bathsheba on top Top of the the wardrobe wardrobe, like like hunched over and she lunges at andrea and she's screaming and everyone starts screaming and yep. Roger comes home and Roger at this comes point. home to this. Yeah, and literally like Caroline screaming in the basement. He's opening the door for her. Andrea, they go upstairs. Andrea's like fighting, fighting with something nothing. and screaming. And he's like, what's going on? Roger goes, somebody tell me like, what the hell what's is going, going on, on here? <laughs> and Dennis at this point responded, goes, you're in a house full of women. What do you think's going oh, on? Oh God. And I said, Dennis, Dennis, come on now. It made me laugh though. <laughs> that is really funny. <laughs> Yeah, so but like, it's just such a great scene because, like, the terrors that scene when you see her on top of the wardrobe, yeah, and she's just like it almost like pans up oh, like it, slightly so yeah, you can see and it's her like, there. She's like just like leering at them. Oh. Yeah, she's like in this crouch. Oh, it's just so, so good. It good. is so good. It's so scary. Yeah. So then we cut to a Warren seminar. I forget exactly where they are, Massachusetts. Oh, I think something so. Like that. Yeah, I write back to Ed Lorraine and their lecture series. Yeah, their <laughs> lecture series. And he's talking about how the three phases. I actually wrote them down. Right, infestation, oppression, and, and possession. I up. And um, you see Carolyn in the audience. She's just sitting there, and you can tell that she's just like ravaged, and she's just like riveted by what they're talking about. And when they're going to leave. What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> when they're going to leave, <laughs> Megan is doing weird stuff with the microphone. Um, uh, Carolyn walks up to them and says, you know, you have to, there's something. What does she say? What's the quote? You literally said it. Something terrible is happening at my house. There's something horrible happening something in horrible my house. Something horrible happening at my house. You have to come. You have to come. And they're like, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No, Patrick Wilson. Sorry, Ed is kind of like, yeah. yeah, we need to be getting home. And like, she appeals to like Lorraine, like yeah. her motherly sense. Like, I have five daughters. She's you have like, a daughter. five daughters. Like, like there's something we're all terrified like yeah. you need to help us and it's just kind of funny that like ed kind of treats her as the kook that they're treated as like how could you not believe her right you know <laughs> at least enough to check it out i think it was less that and more that like he didn't want lorraine getting involved yeah probably like, you know probably so they go to the house Right, and we find out that the entire family has been sleeping all together in the, in the, living, the living room. room. Um, and we were told about a lot of, like, activity that's been going on. And, like, they casually talk about it being demonic activity mm-hmm. in front of the children. 
I mean, like, the kids aren't blind to this at this point. No, though. but like, I mean, if I was a kid and I like heard demonic activity versus yeah. like a ghost, I would be much more scared. Oh my God, yeah. But like, you know how they talk about like the the pocket doors on the dining yeah. room being rope shot because otherwise yeah. they'll thump three yeah. times. Yeah, and it's like he says it's me- he's it's like meant oh, to mock the trilogy, yeah. <laughs> the trilogy, the Trinity. God, I'm so dumb. Sorry, Jesus. Please, I love you so much. Oh, the I'm so sorry. The Trinity. Jesus, I love you. Please don't hate me. The Trilogy. <laughs> the Star Wars Trilogy. The Father, the Son, and the Return of the Jedi. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Lord Jesus, I love you so much. Please don't hate me. <laughs> oh my god that was great that was amazing uh, guys I'm, it's sunday all right i can't yeah that's it works. <laughs> oh excuse me it's tuesday it's tuesday it's sunday Kristen. you should be more aware of it no i know but i'm just saying this comes out on a tuesday the trilogy so. god i'm so dumb oh i'm so stupid jesus i'm so sorry you you keep talking i i need to reconcile with myself I mean, you know how everyone says the third movie in the trilogy is usually the worst one. Oh, the poor holy, holy spirit. spirit i love you no okay. oh, i'm gonna get smoted if you, if you get smote can you just like move a couple inches away from me no i don't want to be smoted too you have to come with me can't i have my rapture buddy inside oh um anyway so then they go down to the cellar and lorraine's picking up real sketch vibes in the cellar she's Mm -hmm. like yes and ed kind of talks about how they have to investigate the house first before they can do anything yeah um and then we kind of see them like one-on-one with the children april tells lorraine about rory and she gives him the music box. And this is the first time we see Rory. Yeah, so um, she sees Rory. In the- uh, and it's such a great shot because we see the spiral on her face. Reflection yeah. on her face. And yeah. then we see him behind her in the mirror. And like, it is so like, like, you know, she's Vera, the actress at this point is established in like how calm Lorraine is about mm-hmm. that. Like she's dealt with this all before. Yeah, yeah. Cause when she sees him, she's very calm about it. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. she never freaks out. She kind of just like, looks you could kind of see going her. into it that she was like, I think, I think this is a demonic right. kind of object. And it's like, then we see them outside. Someone's FaceTiming me at two thirty-seven. Who was That's that? creepy. It's probably my sister. Um, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Oh, we see them outside and they're standing in the tree, and that's definitely a haunted tree. Yes, that like, tree you can is tell. very haunted. Like, that tree is like it's like Sleepy Hollow esque yep. haunted. Absolutely. And um, it's got it's got a nice convenient hanging branch. Yes. <laughs> and Lorraine is like she hears like the rope creaking and like yeah. and then she Ed is like next to her and she yeah, sees she like sees the feet and like the hang. hanging from the yeah. tree. Gosh, Babs make her sound a little less scary. Yeah. Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Bathsheba, sorry. But I just called her Babs because that's too much to write out. Bathsheba, yeah. Um, Lorraine kind of gets all woozy and Ed's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, She's (laughs) like, I'm fine. Calm down. Um, But then they tell the parents that moving won't do them any good. Yeah. Because they, you know... um, uh, Lorraine sees the spirit attached yes, to them. The, she's attached to like the parents and she's attached to the girls. Which is the same kind of concept as Insidious. Right. 
um, where it follows you now. It's like right. he com- he compare Ed compares it to getting gum on your shoe. Right, but this is more. This came from the property. Yeah, with where with Insidious, it came because of like I guess Dalton. And it became yeah because of the astral projection. Um, and there's apparently a lot of spirits around there. Yep. Um, so like they tell them all these horrible things, and then they're like, "We'll be back." <laughs> yeah, they, but they they record them. They you know have her tell the story on on recording oh yes i missed that sorry they had the yeah and they they also tell the fact that that the um oh wait maybe this is back when they're yeah this is back when they're at their house lorraine did um they're talking about it and ed comes in and shows her that carolyn's voice wasn't recorded at all. yeah well that's when they get back to the house yeah because judy's like guilt tripping them she like that's when she gives lorraine the necklace yeah, and she's yeah. like guilt tripping I, I wish you never had to leave mommy yeah she's like really laying it on and day. that's when ed says to um lorraine she's he's like carolyn's voice didn't record yeah and lorraine's doing all these research and she finds out that Beth Sheba used to live at this property. Yeah. And, she, and that she was related to what she was burnt at the Salem witch mm. trials. And after she had a newborn child, she sacrificed, sacrificed him to Satan mm-hmm. and then hung herself from the tree. And, de- and declared her soul to Satan yes. and, and cursed anybody who, who would t- take, tried her to take her land. land. I mean, Babs was really committed. I have to yeah. give her that. The one thing about this that's a little annoying is that it gives credence to any of the women at the Salem witch trials actually being witches oh, right 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 when it was just a bunch of innocent women that got burned yeah. <laughs> so yeah i know that's definitely a um yeah it's not an great. issue there um but basically since then lots of people have been dying we find out about like a housemaid who killed herself mm-hmm. and like a boy who got missing and then yeah. the mother killed herself mm-hmm. and as they're sitting there talking about it the tape recorder starts playing again by itself mm-hmm. and now instead where we heard it before when carolyn spoke it was silence uh-huh. now there's spooky noises spooky instead noises very much like the exorcist right and we're back at the Perron house now because we meet the um the crackpot team that Anne and Lorraine have assembled to test these disturbances. Yeah. We meet Officer Brad, who seems like a douche. Who is um if you ever watch Fuller House, he he's on Fuller House, that guy. He is? Yep, John Brotherton. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, did you watch Fuller House? No. I I decided it's better that you didn't. I decided to stick with my original memories of Fuller House. Real bad. But uh yeah, he was on that. Um, and, and we I, meet Drew, who's Drew, like their who's, tech guy. Yeah, who's the tech guy? And like, I like them so much better. Yeah, than, than Specs and Specs Tucker and Tucker from Insidious. Don't do it. <laughs> um, and we get like this little montage of them setting up, and yeah. they're like putting cameras. And you know, I love this whole idea of like the camera only going off when like there's a temperature change. Yeah, I don't know why. Like. I don't know. Yeah, it's just fun. It's just like Listen, a fun little detail. I love to watch like those ghost hunting shows, mm-hmm. like, you know, real life ghost yeah. hunters and stuff. <laughs> like, I- I'm just obsessed with it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed with the idea of like people catching paranormal on like tapes yeah. and stuff like that. It's fun. Um, yeah. You know, because I know you said you don't believe in like. Yeah, I'm not a ghost believer yeah. personally. But you are. <sighs> I'm, no judgment, so, you know. Uh, do I believe there's a 
otherworldly presence sometimes that we oh, can't absolutely. explain. I believe in a spiritual realm, but I think, you know, for me, it's like heaven and hell. And then there's also like Listen. God working in your life and things like that. But like in terms of like ghosts, like haunting you, I do not believe that. But no, judge if you do, no judgment. I, I'm not like, judging you. I, I don't know where I stand because like I've had experiences with my um, office at work. I okay. think I've told you, you about give, that. You got to give us one. I haven't told you about any of these. You probably have, but at the very so, least. Before our office was renovated, our door used to have a mail slot on it. And okay. it was like a brass mail slot. And you would hear that mail slot banging sometimes. And there would be nobody like, like I'm talking at night when we we're closing, there was nobody else in the building but us. Um, there Weird. was one time. Oh, no. And this is after our office was renovated. Me and a, another coworker were standing at the Xerox machine together. Okay. And this isn't by our front desk. There were four secretaries and our manager was up there also. Me and the coworker were standing right next to each other and we were making copies together. Mm-hmm. And me and her both saw a bright white light go across the wall that we were facing, shine into our faces and move away. Okay. Me, and we both looked at each other. I'm like, did you just see that? And she said, yes. Nobody else at the front desk saw it. Okay. And then this actually just happened recently. Ooh. I was leaving the office. And when I leave the back door, there's a hallway. And it goes out to a little elevator bay and a set of stairs right next to the elevator. And as I was leaving, I see a flash of blonde hair. Like, it looked like she, it looked like the blonde hair and the, a blue shirt was going mm. down the stairs. Cause you okay. can kind of see the top, like the very top of the stairs. Like if yeah. someone comes off or goes down the stairs, right. you can see them through the doorway. Mm-hmm. There was no one there. Like I got to the stairs within a second. That is creepy. There was no one there. There was no one in the foyer. The elevator was actually open on the ground floor. So there's nobody on the ground floor. That is weird. Our front door was locked so that you can only go out the side door. There was no one there. That is really And weird. I actually I thought it was a patient at first. I was like, oh, they must have forgot their mask in the car or something. Yeah. And then there was another time that me and a secretary, this was before our office was renovated, we were sitting up front together and we were talking and we we're the only two people in the whole suite. And we hear a chair move across the floor in the kitchen. Did it actually move? We don't know where it was in the posi- position, but we heard it like scrape across the floor. Okay. So, all right. Well, all of that is very creepy. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think there are things that you can't explain, whether yeah, they're like I mean, silly things or. Here's the thing. I I'm the type of person who I don't like. I don't think these things categorically. I truth truly think anything is possible, and I always leave room for like an iota at least of possibility that things are true. And again, as a Christian, I do believe in spiritual realms and things like that. It's just that, I, you know, I've never had, like, the, the way that ghosts haunt you in these movies and stuff, I've never had that. Right. No, I think... In my life. I think and that I just level of like, haunting, I think, is purely fictional. Yeah. But I do think things happen that you can never, like, yeah, truly like, explain. You know, and I love hearing stories about, like, when... You know, if you had a loved one who died and then you see something that was like very them or something and it seems like a message, okay. like that kind of stuff I do give. You want to hear? I have to. one like that okay. too. Perfect. So my grandmother passed away in uh, 2013, 2012. Okay. Hold on. I'm trying. What year was Sandy? Sandy was 12. Yeah. So my grandmother passed away in 2012. In 2013, Dennis and I were going to the metal lens. She was buried. My grandmother lived in Jersey. She was buried in Jersey. Um, Dennis and I were going to the metal lens. We were dating. We were not engaged at this point. Um, 
and we had stopped at the cemetery because I wanted to put some lilies on her grave and stuff. And I hadn't been since she had been married. And we go up to her grave mm. and um, there was a penny on the top of her headstone. Okay. Aww. And the penny was from the year I was born. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, and did your grandmother like have a lot of pennies? No, or? it was <laughs> just like... It was just weird. It, it was, was like unexplained. Like that. See that I for give there to be a, okay. A penny, like you can, like it yeah. was weird. Why would there be a penny in a right. cemetery? And the fact that it was from the year I was born. Yeah. No. See that I give credence to because that type of thing I really feel like. You know, I believe in heaven, obviously, and like I think people can communicate with you in, in like nice little ways that way. So I definitely do give credence to that. It's just. I, I don't know. It's just like, like you said, this t- this level of haunting, this level of stuff. I, I don't know. Right. No, I think that's a little bit ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think anything of this scale or this level would have been already already caught on like cameras. Yeah. But like, there's like little stuff that you can't anticipate. Like, yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like little glitches in the matrix and like that kind of stuff. Yeah. No. So do I think, could it be, like, leftover residual spiritual energy? Yes. Do I think sometimes it's maybe just the vibration of the air conditioner pushing the chair across the floor without us realizing it? Probably. (laughs) Yeah. But it's also fun to think of it as something else, you know? Right. Because your brain wants to fill in the unexplainable. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was a great tangent. Yes, absolutely. Um, I love saying absolutely. So, you know, we get the montage of them setting stuff up Mm -hmm. um, and they're outside and um, they tell Roger about they found out some information yeah. about the property yeah. and they're like oh by the way she hanged herself on that branch you're standing I think he right says, under where, where did she kill herself and yeah. they go underneath that branch you're you're standing right under and she kind of looks up at it like Ooh. all right and lorraine like we see her like she's talking to um caroline and like they're looking at the picture of the beach together and she like casually reads her mind about that day yeah. and then drew is flirting with andrea and it's like Oh, yeah, Drew, like, Andrea's like, he's like, it's far out. And she goes, yeah, it's groovy. And it's like, you're in 1971. Do not forget. Um, oh, and then, like, they try, I love this, that they tied the bells on the door. And mm-hmm. they hear a bell ring, and they all go to look, and it's just Brad using the bathroom. <laughs> it's like, I had to go to the bathroom. But the good thing about this is, like, there's no, like tension build up to that bell ring yeah so it's not like they they're telling you this is not a scary bell ring yeah like they're saying this is just like because normally something like that i feel like in another movie it would have been like everyone would have been yeah. sitting in the living room they all would have heard the bell ring we would have like a beat and we would have gotten like sweeping music, music yeah, yeah. and then like everyone approached the door and then it would just like it does have a yeah. moment when it opens before he comes out but it like yeah. would have but it's not so it would have like creaked it would have been like yeah they just do it they're just like yeah i was in the bathroom <laughs> and then like brad backs out and he's like yeah what's up <laughs> um that's my yeah um oh and uh, ed's got a religious to-go kit like he opens this kit it's got like crucifixes oh, yeah. in it. he's like this annoys demons let me just put up the crucifixes yeah, yeah and i just i you know it's just funny how much because i think with definitely within the realm of the film within the world of the film you're supposed to believe that all of this stuff works so it just gives so much credence to like 
you know, the holy water stuff and they don't like crucifixes and all of this Catholic stuff is really going to work on these demons. What if it's not a Catholic demon, though? Yeah. What if it's a Protestant demon? Yeah. What if it's like uh, a different religion, all you know, non-Christian religion altogether? You don't know. True. <laughs> or you're just like, oh, Hindu yeah. demon can't help you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, how do you tell the difference? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But I like I really wish I knew en- enough about other religions to say concretely if, you know, what the extent of like evilness that they believe in. Because like, you know, as a Catholic, I know our core beliefs and even within the Christian religions itself, like um, our litany of saints, for example, mm-hmm. I know there are Christian religions who do not believe in the saints and stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, well, what if the demon doesn't believe in Saint Michael the Archangel? Yeah, <laughs> and you're pray- praying like, to him to come save What if the demon doesn't you? care? Like, <laughs> so like that always like gets me because it's like we think of, especially in the tone of this film, we think of demons as a strictly uh, Catholic religion or yeah. Christian religion mm-hmm. kind of event. And I feel like a lot of films that deal with demons, mm-hmm. at least a lot of standard American films that deal with demons. Yeah. Um, kind of dwell into this whole religious aspect behind it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they want to, I think, I think for better rewards, like the Christian concepts of heaven and hell and and the devil and Satan and all of this stuff, the devil and Satan are the same thing. Um, <laughs> it, it's just like the accepted, like the accepted thing for better or worse in this country. Um, so it's kind of like a shorthand for everything that's going on. Right. Because, you know, I think I think people of any religion sort of have a tangential, at least a tangential understanding of like God versus the devil and, you know, crucifixes and stuff like that. Right. Um, but it's just like, especially when they talk about the demon, like prior when he talks about the thump in three times like that, it's like an insult to yeah. the trilogy. Trinity. <laughs> the trilogy. <laughs> the Trinity. And it's like, what if the demon's like, nah, I just really like the number three dude. Yeah, like, you right. know. Why does this demon have to be strictly? Why would it waste its time? On right, that? especially when you find out like the Warrens are not not that the Warrens the parents are not Catholic. particularly they're not Catholic and they're no, not they're particularly religious. religious. I mean, and then it even goes deeper into like there are religions that there are Christian religions that that. They don't believe in the Trinity, some of them, right? Not the tri- I think every Christian religion believes, believes in, the in the Trinity, Trinity but they uh, don't. Um, you know what? I'm thinking of transubstantiation. Yeah, transubstantiation. No. Yeah. But um, yeah, but not a lot of not a lot of denominations rely so heavily on imagery. Like I don't think you know. Like I go to what is a Protestant like non- denominational church, and like they don't have holy water. Like, I don't think if they were doing it, like, they don't even have a concept of an exorcism. Like, exorcisms are a Catholic thing. You know, it gets ordained by, or at least I don't know. Right. They, it gets ordained by the Pope, whether or not they're right. going to do an exorcism. So, yeah, I mean, they talk about, in this movie, they talk about the Vatican having to approve it. Right. So. Well, anyway, we get another bell ringing, except this time it's the cellar. Yep. And um, I love the way the scene is shot. Because it, we're seeing it from the perspective of Brad's camera. Yeah. And it's like the style of it is just, Ed, yeah. you get Ed with like the thing, his headphones and like the sound seeker. Uh-huh. And, and you kind of go down after Lorraine. Right. So you're seeing the back of her going down. Right. And, and you're like experiencing going into the yes. basement. And they say, leave the lights off. Yep. And this whole scene is just shot 
so well. Yeah, I just absolutely. love the way they present the scene for you. Mm-hmm. Like the the aspect ratio and everything changes, yep. and it's so good. And like we see Lorraine, she gets affected in the basement. Yes, and she like in one certain spot, and she's yes. like over here. Yeah, she's something. like there's something here, and then like it's a couple beats, and then she stands up, and she's like it's gone. Mm-hmm. And they go upstairs, and they're like, well, something was there, but like you know, and as like carolyn's going to like walk either in or past the closet the door just slams by itself really hard yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so they knew it was down there but, but like it was the just... way this whole scene is presented and shot to you're just like waiting you're just like yeah ant- you're on the edge of dissipating your... it it's such a this movie is so good at that yeah tense it brings you such of... tension tension and all um, that um, and then it's the morning again, mm-hmm. and it's like a big happy house. Like yeah. they're all having pancakes. It's and like they feel safe that the Warrens safe, are here. Yeah, that the Warrens are there, and like little April gives Ed some pancakes right. and all of this stuff. Right. And they like everyone ends up leaving, and they let Carolyn go take a nap. Right, she's it's tired. like Ed and Lorraine are like, "Oh, we'll help around the house." Carolyn, like, we'll take, take a nap, her, take care of everything for you. Ron takes a kid. Roger, sorry, not Ron. You were looking over there. I was wondering oh, if there I'm was sorry. a No, bun. no, no, no. <laughs> Roger's like, I'll take the kids out for ice cream. Brad's like, I got to get to work. Drew's yeah. like, got to go get an Andrea's pants. I'm just <laughs> kidding. He does not say that. No. But as Lorraine's taken in like the laundry, mm-hmm. it's like, this would be nice, wouldn't it? And Lorraine's like, what, they medium s- laundry? <laughs> they had such a cute moment. It was so okay. nice. Um, but then a storm starts rolling in and this... Is such a great scene. I know it's so great. Oh my god! And she, <laughs> Lorraine is going to take down the sheets as a storm. And it's, and it's storm, windy, very windy. And she goes to grab a sheet, but it flies off the clothesline and it flies back, and it gets stuck on a body shape. Yeah, but there was no but one there's there. Nobody there. And then it like releases and flies and against the main bedroom window. window. And when it you goes see. away, now we see Bathsheba standing yeah. in the window and she's in the room with Carolyn. It's so cool because it kind of like <sighs> that iconic image of like the ghost costume with the yes. sheet with two eyes. So it's kind of like playing on that and upending that whole thing. It's, it's really, really well done. Because like even Lorraine's like, sh- like it happens like when the, because the, it's during the day. Again, you're never expecting things during the day. But when the sheet blows against the invisible figure, mm-hmm. even Lorraine's like, like she's like, taken it wow, back. Like yeah. she wasn't expecting it. Yeah, it's a really it's it's so like, well done. Lorraine is basically like the rock figure through this. Like she's mm-hmm. never like overly surprised yeah. by things mm-hmm. that are happening in the house. Right. So like when she has that little like yeah. gas back moment, it's you're like, like what? And then yeah. she's going running towards the house, and Babs now is on top of Carolyn. Yeah, Carolyn is taking a nap, and she like opens her eyes and Bathsheba's right yeah. over her and she possesses her by spitting blood, blood. into her mouth which like, is like I wrote Babs got so, some fresh blood vomit for you so creepy and then you think she's getting scared or whatever but then Lorraine finds her and she's like oh no everything's fine yeah like I'm fine she's like I just I was go. nauseous yeah and I gotta go look after the girls and you're like oh she's possessed of the wazoo now. But I don't think they realize that yet. Yeah, they, we, don't, they don't understand. And then Roger sees that Ed is fixing his car. I and, know, so cute. Yeah, and um, Ed kind of fills Roger in that uh, something happened with Lorraine at their uh-huh. last exorcism and she yeah. saw something and like you see her like not mm-hmm. losing control per se, but she she looks into this guy's eyes and, yeah. and like we get a flashback moment and 
she starts screaming at something that she sees. And it's funny because it's the exorcism that they had shown at one of their seminars prior. So you're getting a little bit more insight into what was happening there. And she um, basically, we find out that when she got home, she locked herself in the house in her room for like eight days. It says like it takes a toll on her every time this happens to her. it takes a piece of her, and that one took a really big piece, right. is what he says. So it's implied that she saw something that yeah. absolutely terrifies her. I believe in the second movie, you find out what it actually was. Oh. Yeah. So now I, I'm going to go home and watch the I've next never, movie. I haven't seen the second movie. Um, we'll have to do it, but I think I'm going to go home tonight and watch yeah, it. I, I might watch see. it tonight with Dennis. Ooh, fun. Um, so now we're back tonight, and uh, Officer Brad is like, in the kitchen or the mm-hmm. mudroom or the laundry room, whatever it is. And he hears the wind chimes and he looks out and he sees the rocking chair is mm-hmm. rocking and then it just stops. And then he hears like a creepy voice from the laundry room. That says, she made me do it. Yeah. And we see this maid standing there yep. and she's got two slices on her yes. wrists. And Brad goes, Brad goes in after her and she's yep. gone. And then all of a sudden she just <laughs> pops out of nowhere and she's like, she made let me do, do it. it. Um, oh, it's scary. And you know what it reminded me of? Have you ever seen The Sixth Sense? Yes. Oh, the girl under the, the bed? No, 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 no. The woman in the kitchen. Vague. I haven't seen The she Sixth She also, I believe, had a slit her wrist. Yeah. And like she'd... I guess talking to her abusive husband, and she's like, well, "Look what you made me do! Are you yeah, happy now?" I like do you know, that. so that was very reminiscent of that. Oh man, I haven't um, seen that movie forever. Um, so Brad's like calling out, he's like, "Ed, Ed, get in here!" But as they're all running to, I almost called him Bruce. As they all run into Brad, we see a little figure in white walk in, and like the yeah. camera goes off, and it's Cindy, and she's sleepwalking yeah, and again. She's sleepwalking again. Um. And it's like they're following when they're like, oh, she's just sleepwalking. And I I think it's Ed says she's not alone because yeah. the camera went off. And like yeah, as she's yeah, going yeah. up, like the camera goes off again someplace else. The camera goes off again. And they get into Andrew's room with the wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And I have a I have a quote here. Is this um Slam the girl walking is Cindy. Something is with her. The door slams behind her in Andrew's room. They can't get in. And Drew gets on the headset and hears a voice that says, right. This is where I hide. Right. And he goes, She's not alone in there. And yeah. it's it's a great scene because it's like when they finally get in the room, it's cold. Yeah, and you can see their breath. Right. It's very reminiscent and of they the They can't find her. They cannot find Cindy mm-hmm. at all. And like Ed has this idea to grab the UV light and they use the UV light to see like where her footprints were and they yeah. find out that she's gone into Narnia. Yeah, she's like in, in the space inside. <laughs> yeah, they the find a secret spot cabinet, in the wardrobe yeah. and they get her out. Um and, and then Lorraine April, goes in there. No, April says, Oh, that's Rory's hiding spot. Oh yeah, yeah. That's where Rory hides when he's afraid. Right. Um, so then Lorraine decides she has to go in there, which made me think I don't think I would be a good ghost hunter. Oh, I would God, be like, no, no. I'd be yeah, like, Yeah, no, that's no, not time, happening. Time to leave. Send one of the children. Time to go. They're expendable. <laughs> they bounce. They bounce. They bounce. Um, but also what I love about this scene is she's in there and she sees like these dust, like a sh- dusty Shelves shelf. With toys and like on there's them. a spot, like a hexagon spot. Oh, where, and she's like, yeah. can someone hand me the music box? And it's like, you couldn't figure out that was a spot for the music box lady. Yeah, but she knew. It's not like she knew. Didn't know. Um, but this is 
turns into a really scary scene because she's in this tight spot she sees like a rope she pulls it up it's Mm -hmm. a noose it's a noose so i guess rory was just like making nooses on his spare time when he was scared have a hobby um and then she ends up falling breaking through the the cellar and falls all the way down to the cellar which is like terrible this is on the top floor right and it's like someone's in the cellar with her and then she sees like this ghost woman weeping over rory's body yeah and she made me do it again and it's just such a scary scene because it's like the woman like turns around and sees her and Lorraine, yes. uh, Lorraine's face and goes, she made me do it. Right. And then we see Bab's feet hanging yeah. and then she's like slowly she's, she's and we get like the rope, rope creaking and then she's her, like her body's turning to Lorraine yeah. and it's just oh man. oh man. It's it's. Yeah. I wrote Bab's is just hanging around. <laughs> um, and then she goes but Lorraine for figures it out at this point. Oh, yeah. She yeah, realizes yeah. that Bathsheba she makes them possessing, kill the children. Yes, is possessing these yeah, women to kill them. I also have when when Bathsheba goes after Lorraine, she like lassos her with the noose. Yeah. Oh, and her necklace gets stuck in the yeah. in the cellar. Um, so they find that Lorraine in the basement and she gets up and then poor nancy's standing there they're all standing in like little room and we just see nancy's hair goes up like yeah that scene and it follows yeah oh yeah it reminded me exactly of that and she's is this after um hold on did i did i write this on did she does she say to them she says it's feeding off carol and that's why she has those bruises and then the hair thing yes and then the hair thing because i i i literally said um lorraine figures out that is feeding off Caroline. Nancy gets drowned. Yeah. So, oh my God, Nancy's poor Nancy's getting dragged around by her hair. And then the only way to get her free is Lorraine cuts her hair. I know. I would have been so pissed. I feel so bad. Her hair's like, going to be, you know, she'll have to get a haircut or whatever. I'm be like, just let the demon take me. Please. Oh my God. Um, so now it's like the next morning and everyone's yeah. leaving. Like yeah, the kids are leaving. The they're out. like, yeah, just Which go to hotel. I kind of it was like, okay, maybe that'll make you feel better. But they've already established that these things are following right. you. But like, they're kind of waiting for an exorcism for the house yeah. now. And they have to wait to hear from like. Yeah, they're going to bring the evidence right, to a priest. So. There, I think it's more of like if you get away from her home base, she's not going to be as strong. So we're going to buy you yeah, more yeah. time because they don't realize that. Oh well, they realize that she's feeding off of Caroline, right, but I don't think they know that she's full right, on possessed. They don't realize she's full on possessed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Lorraine goes out to the water in the back. Yes, because she hears Judy. Yeah, and then and she, she sees, sees her Judy ground. floating in the water, yeah. and then gets you know calls her mom and is like, "Is Judy okay?" And it's like, "What the hell's going on?" And she's right. like, "Finally, she's like." Oh, thank God. And she's like, it was definitely a warning. Right. I saw Judy in the water. So it's like we see the parents arriving at their motel and mm-hmm. like Caroline's just sitting in the car and then we meet um Father Gordon and they're showing like all the footage to Father Gordon yeah. and his it's face so- is literally like Holy shit. Like mouth like, open, like Yeah. Uh. And it's so clear. It's like everything. There's so right. much wrong. And then he has the audacity to say <laughs> yes, but- but they're not Catholic. They're not baptized. <laughs> and this is why I can't stand Catholicism. Oh my god, it's so funny. He's like fucking serious. He's like, not our problem. Yeah, yeah, they're not baptized. And 
I literally put, um, they, they don't go, they're not members of the church. And so I was, I just put stupid Catholics. I was like, oh my God, you're not going to help these people. Are you but serious? it's like, he sees the pictures of like Rory leading Cindy upstairs yeah. and he's like, you know what? I'll do what I can. <laughs> I'll push it through. It's like, cause Evan, thanks, Evan, Evan and Lorraine are like, this family is like in danger. And he's like, yeah, yeah. But when was the last time they came to church? How ridiculous. How ri- well, anyway. So they cut to the Warrens' home. Yes, and it's nighttime. And it's nighttime, and Judy's sleeping, and you can see the, her uh, locket hanging on a thing by her bed, which is a cute little thing that she's like, she cherishes it. She gets up, adds the door. Wait, wait, wait. You missed the whole part. The locket starts swinging by itself. And the locket that's still in the basement was swinging by itself too. So it's almost like it's conduit, a a conduit. Because then Judy feels her leg being pulled. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then she gets up. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, A door opens to the demon room. And so she kind of like creeps into it. And Annabelle's not where she should be. Um, And everything darkens and. she hears a noise and she sees within the room that there's a chair that in a chair. Well, she's not in the demon room she, now. She's oh, yeah, in another she room. Another she's like room. in a study and um, she's ill-equipped to deal with the supernatural, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Which is also the Warren. It looks like the Warrens need to re-up their uh, priest blessing because the last yeah. one's probably a fading. Oh my God. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but yeah, no, there's something in the chair. And it's brushing Annabelle's hair. And it's Babs. It's Babs. She's back. So Judy is screaming. Her grandmother wakes up to come and find her. They can't get the door open. Yeah. And the best is like they're pulling into the house and Lorraine's like, something's wrong. It's like, yeah, it took you a little while to figure that one out. Mm -hmm. But when they finally get into the room, the rocking chair literally like the entire like. Go, turned he, like and, Ed pulls Judy out of the way just before right. the chair hits. The rocking chair was going hard. Yep. Um, yeah. And then back. Um. So I I have as my next thing in case I uh missed anything, but they're back at the hotel, the motel. Well, Ed and Lorraine fight about. Oh yeah. Oh no 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 no. You're right. You're right. Uh, uh the girls drew and. Roger <laughs> are coming back to the hotel and like the older girls run out and they say mommy smells weird and she left with um, uh, Christine and, and April April and they call the Ed and Lorraine and they're like you oh, need to go back to the house now something's right. we yeah. are on your way yep and then Ed and Lorraine fight about go about oh, her whether not, or not going. she's gonna go yeah. and she's like I'm going yeah you can't stop me um so they all get to the house. Ed and Lorraine get there after everyone else. Uh, they're in the basement, and Caroline is trying to kill her kids. Yeah, she's just fully like she's screaming. She's like animalistic at this right. point, and they have to like rip her away from um, Christine that she's trying to kill. Right, and they're trying to get her out of the house to get mm-hmm. her to the priest right away. And like as they're taking her out of the house, yeah. her skin is like burning, burning off. off. And Bathsheba just won't let her leave the home. Right. And they're like, we need to do the exorcism here. Um, And it's like, they have Drew take Christine because April, they don't know where April 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 has disappeared. And they say, find April. And Drew's running around the house screaming, April, April, April. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, they're fighting in the basement. Caroline literally 
bites a chunk out of Brad. Yeah, and they they tie her to a chair. Yeah, they finally get her tied. Then they literally like just cocoon her. Put a they sheet throw, over like, her a face. Throw a sheet over her. It's so creepy looking. Yeah, it it's is so creepy looking. And she's fighting against the restraints and everything. Mm-hmm. And they decide that Ed has to do right. the exorcism, but he doesn't want to do it with Lorraine there. there Lorraine's but like, she's like, stop fuck it. you! I'm getting the book stop and we're doing it. This. You're doing. She's it. like, God brought us together for a reason, and this is it. Yeah, I she's think like, is what she said. She's like, bitch, please. <laughs> Yep. What she actually says is what you said. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it had, she really said, narrate her, bitch please. In, in 2020 terms, it would have been bitch please. <laughs> yep. Uh, so. And then we get an exorcism scene. Yeah, and it's crazy. Yeah, it uh-huh. is. There's a lot of shit going down. There's the demonic whales. Yeah, he starts like shouting at her in right. Latin. Christine's gonna dive bomb by birds. Yeah, like, the birds, birds keep flying everywhere. Flying and trying, like killing themselves on the windows. Caroline's like bloody vomiting it onto the sheet. Yeah, oh that part where she just spews vomit on the inside of the sheet and it becomes red is so crazy. Right. And then there's this part where like the sheet like starts to rip and like her face yeah, is you coming see out. Like her eye kind of like the grudge almost. Like She's poking like, out. Oh, it's a demon birth. Yeah, and it's like uh you know, they're shouting at her and he's doing some English, some Latin. Right. The chair's throwing, levitating. The chair's levitating goes upside down and against the, the thing. Wall. And in the meantime, Drew figures out that, that April it, is below the kitchen. No, no, no. Floor. Drew decides that it's right now is the best time to remodel the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, he realizes April is under the floor and starts yeah. taking a sledgehammer to the floor. But it just made me laugh because it's just like, I really don't like this floor. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this time this house needs a renovation and it needs it now. Um, and it's like, you know what killed me? It's like during the scene, um, Brad, first of all, is totally quitted after this. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> but done. second of all, it's like they're like, give me back my wife. You know, Roger's like, yeah. she's like, she's already gone. They're and like, you're all team- going to die. Yeah. That's the one that I quoted. That right. I thought, she's already gone and you're all going to die. Right. And then and like now shotguns you're gonna die. go off. Yeah. And, um, and Ed calls. Oh, wait, no, that's a little bit later. Um, and it's just. It's just like such a classic like yeah. exorcism trope. Like mm-hmm. there's no she's gone. Like yeah. it's just me in here. Yeah. Like, you just have the demon. Or, you know, all of us or whatever it right. is. Right. Um and then Yeah, they get into the wall right, underneath because, the kitchen. Because what happens is they're trying to restrain her. She's broken the chair at the point. Yeah. And Drew calls, April's under the kitchen floor. And which is the dumbest. Babs is like, okay. And she grabs like scissors and scurries the shit away. Yeah. Um, and so, like, they're all under the floor, like, Lorraine and Drew are on the top of the kitchen, and they're, like, Roger's on the other side trying to get April to safely. Yep. Ed is calling, and Bathsheba's about to stab April, yeah. and Ed calls her by name, and she does she, not like Yeah, that. and she turns to him, and she becomes herself, yes. and she turns to him. Which kind of gives them time to get April away. Yeah, and um, then... And then, this kills me, is because they're, like, they're, like... They're all trying to, like, talk to her. So, like, mm-hmm. Lorraine's trying to say things to make her come to her, and they're like, Roger, Roger, say something. And Roger's just like, you can fight it, baby. <laughs> like, he's so, so dispassionate. <laughs> yeah, it's the weirdest thing, because the acting has been phenomenal yeah. this whole time. Yeah. And he's just like, 
fight it, baby. You can fight it. I'm like a little more enthusiastic. Yeah, and like Ron literally, it, Lorraine has her hand on her right. head and is like, "You're a mother. Remember right. this. Remember your children." And then Rogers is like, "You can do it. Hang in there, baby." <laughs> um, but Lorraine eventually like snaps her out of it by mm. showing her these images it's, from yeah, the beach. Yeah, she like telegraphs images into her head from the beach. Um, and then Lor- then Carolyn's like. I need to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> and she vomits the demon away, yeah. I guess. Um, so we get kind of a, a happy ending here. Yeah. She comes out into the sunlight. Right. You know, she grabs April and she's like, I'm so Mommy sorry. Mommy loves you. I love you so much. I, I don't know if you ever get past that, though. I don't know. April doesn't say anything to her. She right. just but lets like, her Christine, Christine is old enough to like. Yeah, Christine, I don't know. I don't know about that. You know, Christine's at that weird age where she's old enough to understand, but not old enough to understand. Yeah. Like, you know. And it's definitely in a formative part of her life where she'll actually... Like, I feel like April might have a chance to forget it. You know, it's funny because um, when I was with my siblings the other day, we were all talking about our earliest memories. And we moved houses when I was 10 or 11. Mm. And my brother who is seven years younger than me, mentioned that he didn't remember the old house. Okay. And, like, that blew my mind. (laughs) And so he was three or four when we moved. He he must have been four when we moved. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how do you not remember the old house? Like, that blew my mind. Yeah. So, like, April, since she wasn't in school, we're going off that she's supposed to be about four or five. Right. Maybe six. Right. So, yeah, that I can see is something she completely, like... Yeah, she could she could cover it up. Also, yeah. who knows if Christine lets her forget it. <laughs> but, like, Christine, I feel like she's at that age, like... Yeah, Andrew, oh, she'll remember Andrew, I would have, like, been like, my mother was possessed. I yeah. understand. Christine is at the age, like, it would have been, like, you know... Was yeah. my mom really possessed or was like... Yeah, the only way Christine could forget it is if she, like, suppresses it so yeah. much, which would be terrible for her, so who knows. But, right. Yeah, it's a pretty happy ending, you know. Right, it, it, it is a At happy ending. <laughs> uh, she gets her necklace back. Yep. Uh, the music box is added to her collection. Yep. And then the entire movie goes to shit. Well... Yeah, because they said, well, first they say that the Vatican approved the exorcism. Oh, yes. Which is funny because they're like, <laughs> they're like, really? <laughs> but as they're leaving their little demon room, mm-hmm. somebody says, oh, Father Gordon has a new case for us in Some- Long Island. Are you going to rant about how it's on Long Island? It is not- on Long Island. It is not in Long Island. It is on Long is Island. Is this what the rant is? This is what because the rant I is. I so believe this. I'm so on board with this. I hate when people say in Long Island. So they said, and I had to rewind it to make sure they said in Long Island. He goes, there is a new case for us in Long Island. It is not in Long Island. Megan, we live on Long Island. I love you. And every single Long Islander will tell you. I love you so that much. we live on Long Island. Things are located on Long Island. Amityville is on Long Island. We live in New York State. Yep. We live on Long and Island. you can live in Amityville. Yes, but you but don't live on in Long Island. Long Island. You live on Long Megan, Island. Megan, you and I are on, so on a try. I hate when people say in Long Island and because here's my argument. You don't get shipwrecked in an island. No. Things happen on, on islands. an island. Like, Long Island is a physical landmass. Mm-hmm. It's a landmass. Yep. We can become our own state if we wanted to. 
And it, yeah, if we, we were probably a state. Would never. No, God, no. <laughs> but we're our own landmass. There's bridges and everything. You can't get off of us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like Rhode Island. You can live in Rhode Island. Yep. You don't live on Rhode Island. Rhode Island's yep. not an island. Rhode, yep. Rhode Island is just a little piece that likes to pretend it's an island. Yep. Mm-hmm. So when people say things happen in Long Island, it doesn't happen in Long Island. It happens on Long Island. Mm-hmm. Oh it my God, happen, I'm it so could, happy. It could happen in Nassau County. It could happen yep. in Suffolk County. It could happen in Queens County. It could happen in Brooklyn County. Yep. Though technically Kings County, that's the name Kings of Brooklyn, County, whatever. Yeah. Brooklyn, Queens, Nassau, and Suffolk, they're on all on Long Island. Yep. Even though the Queens and the Brooklyn people well, don't want to believe. Generally, when people say Long Island, they are referring yeah, to Nassau, Nassau and Suffolk, Suffolk because, because Queens and Brooklyn are part are of the part city. part of the city, yes. But nothing happens in Long Island. Or it happens in Staten Island. Long Island. Things yeah. happen on Staten Island. So I think things happen on Staten Although Island. Although I don't know how they feel about this. I, I, I work but, with a woman who was born in Staten Island, and I should ask her how she feels. Yeah. But I'm so, I can't tell you how happy I, I, usually I am. Have to, I usually have to say, oh, God, I had to drive through Staten yeah. Island. <laughs> But I cannot tell you how happy I am that this is the ramp. Because sure I, this bugs way me so much. To piss off a Long Islander is telling them that something happened in or something's happening in Long Island. It is on Long Island. And for all you listeners out there who do not live in New York, or even if you do live in New York and you didn't know this, mm-hmm. nothing happens in Long Island. It happens, it happens on, on Long, Long Island. Island. Oh, I'm so happy and this well, was the rant. That has been my <laughs> TED Talk. I'm so happy that was the rant because it bugs me so much because I've heard Long Islanders say that. Oh, yes. I have. Yes. And if you go on certain websites and a Long Islander says it, they get roasted by the other Long Islanders. On. We're on an island. There is one thing. Okay. There are two things. Okay. There are three that (laughs) that all Long Islanders can agree on. One, it's on Long Island, not in Long Island. And two... If you live in Queens, you're not a Long Islander. I would feel like the Queens people would more argue that. Like, I, I love telling Queens and Brooklyn people that they're really on Long Island. <laughs> they love to be but like, they're not Long Island. If you have they're to not, pay city taxes, not. you're not a Long Islander. They're not. They're, they're boroughs of the city, but they're on the landmass. It makes me laugh because one of the girls I work with lives in New Hyde Park, which is literally right over the border of Queens and NASA. She lives 15 minutes from our job. Occurs mm-hmm. our job is on the close to the border. So like when she tells me she's going out uh, like to places, I was like, "Oh, where are you going?" She's like, "Oh, we we're going to go to Long Island City." And I'm like, "Why? Long Island City is in Queens, yeah. mind you." Which why we know is confusing, but it is. I'm like, "Why?" And she's like, "Well, it's not that far from me." And I'm like, but why would you go out in Queens? And she's like, you know, I live in Queens right now. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot that because you're like a nice person. You know, it's so funny to think of places like Floral Park being so they're not Queens, but they're so close. Right. Yeah. But yes. So if you ever want to piss off a Long Islander, tell them something's happening in Long Island. Yeah, don't do that. It's I mean, I'm on. just saying people don't. You're right. People don't get shipwrecked in an island. They get shipwrecked on an island. Yep. I think that's the best way to illustrate it. Personally, I like to tell people I, I, I'm I'm an islander. That I you're an islander. I'm yeah. an islander. Yeah, it's so funny because then I, they like to fight you. They're like, "You're not an islander." I'm like, "Well, I was born on an island, and yep. I was raised on an island. It's an island. It's like a physical fucking island." Yep. Yeah. No, because in pop culture and stuff, people think of islands as being like Lost or Gilligan's Island, where it's always tropical. And it's like, nope, we have terrible winters and (laughs) like trees that die in the fall. (laughs) 
they just lose lose their leaves. They don't die. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. The leaves fall, and you know. And it all happens on, on Long, Long Island. Island. <laughs> this is your geographical lesson for the day. Gra- <laughs> geographical and grammatical lesson for the day. If you don't want to sound like a tourist, if you're ever coming to visit Long Island or even New York City, because I'm sure people in Manhattan will probably roast you for saying in Long Island as yeah. opposed to on Long Island. Although Manhattan is an island, and people say in Manhattan. But Manhattan's also the town, yeah. like the city. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. You know, mm-hmm. I live in Manhattan, on Manhattan Island. <laughs> on Manhattan Island. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And most people don't say I live in Manhattan. They say, oh, I'm on the Upper East, east yeah, Side. Yeah, they say they live in New York City. Or they'll, like, give you, if you live in New York, they'll be like, oh, I live in Harlem. Like, you know. I don't say I live on Freeport. I live, I don't live in Freeport anymore. I used to live in Freeport. Freeport, which is on Long Island. Yeah. Because Long Island's not, like, a town. It's the physical Mm landmass. Manhattan is the city on Manhattan Island. No, I get it. I get it. And I'm so glad we could bring this lesson to you here on your horror podcast. (laughs) That you came for horror insights, but she's right. Well, anyway, so the film ends with, with the music box going off. Yeah. And you're waiting for something to appear, but nothing ever does. Nothing does. Yeah. And I couldn't, Netflix wouldn't let me watch till the end of the credits. Does something happen at the end? Oh, it wouldn't let me either. Yeah. Okay. So never mind. <laughs> we don't know. So that was The Conjuring. Yeah. Okay. So we're rating. Let's see. What do we want to do? Um, Nooses? Sure. So out of five nooses, how do you feel about the movie overall? So scariness, I'm going to rate it 4.5 out of five. This, honestly, one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It keeps my heart rate elevated the whole time. And like I said, I've seen this in theaters and I... I have decent memory. I could tell you, like, you know, I know when all the scares are coming. That does not stop my heart from going. All right. <laughs> if your heart sounds like that, by the way, please go see a doctor. Yes. But, you know, like, I can feel like the dread and the anticipation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So what about the movie overall? Story wise and movie wise, I'd probably give it about 3.5. It's a good story. Yeah, it's great. And it's a very plausible story. Nobody's like... None of the characters are like despicable. All the acting is yeah, really, really is good. Um, the family dynamics are very believable. Um, yeah. It did lose some points for, you know, the whole in Long Island versus on Long Island <laughs> At thing. At the very, very end, got points. I mean, not for nothing. The Warrens do live in Connecticut. You think they would know this? Connecticut is not that far yeah. from us. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, no, I would say, what did I say? 4.5 for scariness yeah. and 3.5 for story. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, I would give it a 3.5 for scariness because it is very scary, but I wasn't particularly rattled by anything. Um, but it, it's very good about dread and, the you know, we mentioned the whole way along, like how well-crafted the scares are and how well-crafted scenes are. So I do think it is a scary movie. It's just that I apparently don't have, a th- you know, my threshold, somewhere along the line, my threshold for scares went sky high. Like, I don't seem to have an issue with much. Well, I think part of your issue is because you spent so long convinced that everything was the scariest thing you've ever seen. Yeah, and now I'm, like, you not affected this, by Yeah, you have this diluted yeah. aspect of how scary and that's, things that's are. That's not a flex or anything, like, 
I do because I like being scared. I that's why I really love scary movies now. But I just like, nothing really gets to me anymore. Like I'm totally fine with like watching. Like I watched Conjuring last night. Went up straight to bed. Fine. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> everything was fine. Um, I'm telling you, the first time this movie was scary. Um, but the first time I watched it, but I wasn't in theaters, so maybe the yeah. atmosphere of the theater was. Uh, I I mean I in the theater it was. You know when there's like an atmosphere to the theater. We yeah. had a good we had a good theater. Yeah, and it was. People talk about not wanting to go see the quiet place in theaters, you know, because they're afraid with the sound design that people would ruin the movie because of like I've all the extra noise. That. I haven't seen it either, um, but like a, a good theater can or a bad yeah. theater can ruin your experience. True. And like I said, when we did Insidious, I talked about the scene where Elise put on her gas mask and literally everyone in the theater laughed. Yeah. There was never any of, and I've seen a lot of scary movies in the theater. And a lot of times, like when you have those fake jump scares, when it's mm-hmm. just a cat, there's almost like yeah. this little laugh and relief from yeah. everyone. Mm-hmm. I honestly I was thinking about, about to when we saw the Conjuring, there was never any time in that film watching it in theaters that anybody like let out a sigh of relief oh wow so there was like a tension that was held throughout the full that's full funny. movie so that's great yeah and like i don't think i've ever seen a scary movie in theaters because back when i used to go to the movies a lot i never watched scary movies because i was scared of them <laughs> um as a movie though i'm gonna give it four out of five i think it's a great movie it is. it's a really fun ride you really care about all the characters the story is told well um, I don't think there's anything silly about it. Like I kind of thought with our last movie, Insidious, like once you saw the whole demon and all of that, it kind of it kind of became so over the top that it was silly. The Conjuring doesn't enter that space at right. all, right? And I don't know if it's because like the main entity is a much more believable because yeah. it's a human figure. It's based in history. In as much as I hate the fact that it kind of gives. No, not that, but it's like right. so with like with the insidious with the lipstick demon. Like yeah. whenever you have a monster type mm-hmm. like creature, there's always going to be a bit of a letdown. Yeah, when you see the whole thing because like there's so much that your imagination fills in. Yeah. Now, like with this movie with Bathsheba and her face and stuff like that, you know what a woman's going to look like. So, yeah. Like you're not let down by her appearance. By, you know how like, she looks. You know, yeah. Because it's like you're expecting that's what's going to be there. So, like, there's not, like, that loss of effectiveness, I guess, yeah. what I'm going for. No, yeah, I get it. And and you just, I don't know, it's just, it's it's not as fantastical as something like Insidious. Right. So, even though it is, but, uh, yeah. And I don't think, the point being that I don't think Conjuring ever goes to a place where it's, like, overly silly or over the top. It's, like, because it's grounded in emotion. I always think that it's, like, movies are better any kind of movie is better when it's grounded in emotion. You really care about this family. You don't want them to be hurt. When Lorraine says we have to help them, you're like, yes, you absolutely have to help them. Right. They need to be okay. Um, and it's just the story is great. The acting is great. The atmosphere, the dread, all the way the scares are crafted, scenes are crafted. It's just a great movie. It's a really fun time. It is. Highly recommend. Okay, so next time, what movie are we going to cover, Kristen? I'm so excited, you guys. We're doing Mulholland Drive for our next movie, which, because my love of David Lynch is really, really sky high. I love this movie. It's crazy. I can't wait to see what Megan thinks of it. And Lynch is the whole reason why I think I embraced 
scary stuff in the first place. So I'm very excited that we're doing it. I see. I didn't think this was a scary movie, but apparently I'm wrong. It is though. It's not a traditional horror film, but it's it's scary. I will take your word for it. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Oh my god, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> It'll be fun to talk about because you don't know what anything means. It's so fun. Okay. So fun. All right. Well, that's, that's it. <laughs> I mean, um, well, if you want to interact with us on social media, you can find our Instagram at the nightlight. The Night Light Podcast. We are not the Night Life Podcast, I guys. the Night Light Podcast. No, but everybody wants to say Night Life, and it's not. And you can email us at the Night Light Podcast at gmail.com. gmail.com. Um, feel free to read and review us on the Apple Podcast And store. please subscribe wherever you listen, because right. we're available pretty much wherever you listen, every other Tuesday. And uh, was it, was, what was that all? Available, whatever, wherever home videos are sold. Wasn't that like the tagline? Yeah, 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 from when we were kids. We're old. We are very old, but uh, that's it. So um, I'm Kristen. I'm Megan. And, and remember, remember to keep, keep the, the night, night light, light on. on. Bye, guys. Bye.